Section 90 of London Labour and the London Poor, Volume 2, by Henry Mayhew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Hendry. 3. The Able-Bodied Irish Crossing Sweeper The Old Irish Crossing Sweeper This man, a native of County Cork, has been in England only two years and a half. He wears a close-fitting black cloth cap over a shock of reddish hair. Round his neck he has a coloured cotton kerchief, of the sort advertised as imitation silk. His black coat is much torn, and his broom is at present remarkably stumpy. He waits quietly at the post opposite St. Blank's Church to receive whatever is offered him. He is unassuming enough in his manner, and, as will be seen, not even bearing any malice against his two enemies, the Sweetstuff Man and the Switzer. He says, I've been at this crossing near upon two year. When I first came over to England, about two years and a half ago, I went to haymaking, but you see, I couldn't get any work. And after tramping about a good bit, why my eyesight getting very weak, and I not knowing what to do, I took this crossing. How did I get it? Well, sir, I went walking about and saw it, and nobody on it. So one morning I brought a broom with me and stood here. Yes, sir, I was interfered with. The man with one arm, a switzer, they calls him. He had had the crossing on Sundays for a long while gone, and he didn't like my being here at all at all. B blank Y Irish, he used to call me, and other scandalising names. And he and the sweet stuff man opposite, who was a friend of his, tried everything they could to get me off the crossing. But sure I never harmed them at all at all. Yes, sir, I have my regular customers. There's Mr. Blank, he's gone to Sydenham. He's very kind, sir. He gives me a shilling a month. He left word with the servant while he's away to give me a shilling on the first day in every month. He gave me a letter to the eye hospital in Golden Square because of my weakness and my eyesight. But they'll never cure it at all at all, sir, for weak eyes runs in my family. My sister, sir, has weak eyes. She is working at Croydon. Oh, no, indeed, and it isn't the gentlefolks that try to get me off the crossing. They'd rather support me, sir, but the poor people it is that don't like me. Eighteen pence I've made in a day, and more, never more than two shillings, and sometimes not sixpence. Well, sir, I am not like the others. I don't run after the ladies and gentlemen. I don't persevere. Yesterday I took sixpence by chance for taking good luggage for a lady. The day before yesterday I took three halfpence. But I think I got something else for a bit of work then. Yes, winter is better than summer. I don't know which people is the most liberal. Sure, sir, I don't think there's much difference. Oh, yes, their young men are very liberal sometimes, and so are young ladies. Perhaps old ladies or old gentlemen give the most at a time, sometimes sixpence, perhaps more. But then, sir, you don't get anything else for a long time. The boy sweepers annoy me very much indeed. They use such scandalising words to me, and throw dirt they do. They know when the police is out of the way, so I get no protection. Sure, sir, and I think it right that every person should attend the worship to which he belongs. I am a Catholic, sir, and attend Mass at St. Patrick's, near St. Giles's, every Sunday, and I try to be its confession once a month. When first I took to the crossing, I was rather irregular, but that was because of the Switzerman. That's the man with the one arm. He used to say he would lock me up and everything, but I have been regular since. I come in the morning, just before eight, in time to catch the gentlefolks going into prayers, and I leave at half-past seven to eight at night. I wait so late because I have to bring a gentleman water for his flowers, and that I do the last thing. 
I live, sir, in Blank Lane, behind St. Giles's Church, in the first floor front, sir, and I pay one and threepence a week. There are three bids in the room. In one bid, a man, his wife, his mother, and their little girl, Julia, they call her, sleep. In the other bid, there's a man and his wife and child. Yes, I am single and have the third bid to myself. I come from County Cork. The others in the room are all Irish and come from County Cork, too. They sell fruit in the street. In the winter, they sell onions and sometimes oranges. There's a Scotch gentleman as brings me my breakfast every morning. Indeed, yes, and he brings it himself, he does. He has gone to Scotland now, but he will be back in a week. He brings me some bread and meat, and a penny for a half pint of beer, sir. He has done it almost all the time I have been here. The Switzer man, sir, took out boards for the Polytechner, or some place like that. He got fifteen shillings a week, and used to come here on Sundays. Yes, sir, I come here on Sundays, but it is not better than other days. Some people says to me they would rather I went to church, but I tells them I do. And sure, sir, after Mass, there's no harm in a little sweeping between whiles. No, sir, there's not a crossing sweeper in old Ireland. Well, sir, I never was in Dublin, but I've been in Cork, sir, and they don't have any crossing sweepers there. When I get home of a night, sir, I am very tired, but I always offer up my devotions before sleeping. Ah, sir, I should never have swept crossings if a friend of mine hadn't died. He was collector of tolls in Clarny Kilts, and I used to be with him. He lost his situation, and so I came to England. The Switzer man, I think he used to sweep at eight o'clock, just as the people were going to prayers. Oh, sir, he was always black than me. Go back to your own country, says he. A furner himself, too. Well, yes, sir, I do wish for bad weather. A good wit day and a dry day after is the best. Sure, and they can't turn me off my crossing only for my bad conduct, and I try to be quiet and take no notice. Yes, sir, I have always been a churchgoer, and I am seventy-five. I used to have some good regular customers, but somehow I haven't seen anything of them for this last twelve month. Ah, it's in the better neighbourhoods that people give regularly. I never get any broken victuals. Three and sixpence is the outside of my earnings, taken one week with the other. What is the last I ever took? Well, sir, for three days I haven't taken a farthing. The worst week I ever had was thirteen or fourteen pence altogether. The best week I ever had was the winter before last. That hard winter, sir. I remember taking seven shillings then. But the man at Portman Square makes the most. Well, sir, I believe there's some of every nation in the world as sweeps crossings in London. The Female Irish Crossing Sweeper In a street not far from Gordon Square and the New Road, I found this poor old woman resting from her daily labour. She was sitting on the stone ledge of the iron railings at the corner of the street, huddled up in the way seemingly natural to old Irish women, her broom hidden as much as possible under her petticoats. Her shawl was as tidy as possible for its age. She was sixty-seven years and had buried two husbands and five children, fractured her ribs and injured her groin, and had nothing left to comfort her but her crossing, her haperth of snuff, and her drop of biled water by which name she indicated her tay. She was very civil and intelligent, and answered my inquiries very readily, and with rather less circumlocution than the Irish generally display. She seemed much hurt at the closing of the old St. Pancras churchyard. They buried my child where they'll never bury me, sir, she cried. She told the story of her accident with many involuntary movements of her hand towards the injured part and took a sparing pinch of snuff from a little black snuff-box, inlaid with mother-of-pearl, 
for which she said she had given a penny. She proceeded thus :— "I'm an Irish woman, sir, and it's from Kinsale I come, twelve miles beyond Cork, to the left hand side, a seaport town, and a great place for fish. It's fifty years the sixteenth of last June since I came in St. Giles's parish, and there my eldest child went dead. Buried she is in old St. Pancras churchyard, where they'll never bury me, sir, for they've done away with burying in churchyards. That girl was forty-one years of age the seventeenth of last February, born in Stratford, below Bow in Essex. Ah, I was comfortable there. I lived there three year and abouts. I was in service at Mr. Blank's, a French gentleman he was, and kept a school where they taught French and English both. But I dare say they are all gone dead years ago. He was a very old gentleman, and so was his lady. She was a North of England lady, but very stout, and had no children but a son and a daughter. I was quite young when my aunt brought me over. My uncle was three year here before my aunt, and he died at Whitechapel. I was bechuxed sixteen and seventeen when I come over, and I reckon myself at sixty-seven come next Christmas, as well as I can guess. I never had a mother, sir. She died when I was only six months old. My father, sir, was maltster to Mr. Walker, the distiller, in Cork. Ah, indeed, and my father was well-to-do once. Early or late, wit or dry, he had a guinea a week but he worked day and night. He was to attend to the corn, and he would have four men, or five or six, under him, according as busy they might be. My father has been dead four and twenty year, and I wouldn't know a crater if I went home. Father come over, sir, and wanted me to go back very bad, but I wouldn't. I was married then, and had buried some of my children in St. Pancras, and for what should I leave England? Oh, sir, I buried three and eight months, two sons and their father. My husband was two year and ten months keeping his bed. He has been dead fifteen years to the eighth of last March, but I've been married again. Seven children I've had, and only two alive, and they've got enough to do to manage for themselves. The boy, he follows the market, and my daughter, she is along with her husband. Sure, he sills in the streets, sir. I see very little of her. She lives over in the borough. I think I'll be after going down to Kent, beyond Maidstone, a hop-picking, if I can get as much as to take me down the road. My daughter's husband and me don't agree, so I'm bitter not to see them. Every day, sir, every day in the week I am here. This morning I was here at eight. That was earlier than usual, but I came out because I had not broke my fast with anything but a drop of water, and that I had two tumblers off it from the house at the corner. I intend to go home and take two herons, and have a drop of biled water. Tea, I mean, sir. I come here at about half-past nine to half-past ten, but I'm getting a very bad leg. I goes home about five or six. I have taken two halfpennies this morning, threepence I took yesterday. The day before I took, I think, fourpence halfpenny. That was my taking on Monday. On Sunday I mustered a shilling. On Saturday, I declare, sir, I forget, fourpence or threepence, I suppose, but my friends is out of town very much. They gives me a penny regular every Sunday, or a halfpenny, and sometimes twopence. Of a Sunday in the good time, I may take eighteen pence or sixteen pence. Oh yes, of Christmas it's better it is. Four or five shillings on a Christmas day. On the Monday fortnight, before last Christmas twelve month, I had two ribs broke and one fractured, and my grind bone, note, groin, end note, injured. Oh, the pains that I feel even now, sir. I lived then in Phillips Gardens, up there in the new road. The policeman took me to the hospital. It was eighteen days I never got off my bed. I came out in the morning of the Christmas Eve. I held on by the railings as I went along, and I thought I never should get home. How I was knocked down was by a cart. 
I had my eye bad then, the lift one, and had a cloth over it. I was just coming out of the archway of the court, close by the beer shop, away from Mr. Blank's house, when crossing to the greengrocer's to get two pound of praties for my supper, and I didn't see the cart coming. I was knocked down by the shaft. They called and they called, and he wouldn't stop, and it went over me it did. It was loaded with cloth. I don't know if it wasn't a schoolbred's cart. But the boy said to the hospital doctor and to the policeman it was heavily loaded. The boy gave me a shilling, and that was all the money I received. For a twelvemonth I couldn't hardly walk. On that Christmas day I took four and tenpence, but I owed it all for renting things, and I'm sure it's a good man that let me run at the score. Is it a shilling I forget? Well then, sir, there's one gentleman, but he's out of town. Sir George Hewitt never passes without giving me a shilling. I have taken one and ninepence on a Sunday, and I've taken two shillings. Upon my soul, I've often gone home with three halfpence and tuppence. For this month past, put every day together, I haven't taken three shilling a week. I wear two brooms out in a week, in bad weather, and then perhaps I take four to five shilling, Sunday included. But for the three years since here I've been on this crossing, I never took ten shillings, sir, never. Yes, there was a man here before me. He had bad eyes and he was obligated to leave and go into the workhouse. He lost the sight of one of his eyes when he came back again. I knew him sweeping here a long time. When he come back, I said, Father, says I, I went on your crossing. Ah, says he, you've got a bad crossing, poor woman. I wouldn't go on it again, I wouldn't. And I never seen him since. I don't know whether he is living or not. A wit day makes fourpence or fippence difference sometimes. Indeed, I have heard of crossing sweepers making so much and so much. I hear people talking about it, but for my part, I wouldn't give heed to what they say. In Oxford Street, towards the parrocks, there was a man years ago, they say, by all accounts, left a dale of money. I am never annoyed by boys. I don't speak to none of them. I was in service till I got married. Then I used to sell fruit through Kentish Town, Highgate and Hampstead, but I never sold in the street, sir, and had my regular customers like any greengrocer. I had a good connection I had, but by getting old and feeble and sick and not being able to go about, I was forced to give it up I was. I couldn't carry twelve pound upon my head. No, not if I was to get a sovereign a day for it now. I never leave the crossing. I haven't got a friend, nor a day's pleasure I never take. Oh yes, sir, I must have a pinch. This is my snuff-box. I take a haperth a day, and that's the only comfort I've got. That and a cup of tea. For I can't drink cocoa or coffee tea. My feeding is a bit of bread and butter. I haven't bought a bit of meat these three months. I used to get two pennorth of bones and meat at Mrs. Baker's down there, but meat is so dear that they don't have them now, and it's ashamed I am of bothering them so often. I frequently have a heron. Oh dear no, sir, water is my drink. I can't afford no beer. Sometimes I have a pennorth of gin and cold water and I find it do me a world of good. Sometimes I get enough to eat, but lately, indeed, I can't get that. I declare I don't know which people give the most. The gentlemen give me more in wet weather, for then the ladies, you see, can't let their dresses out of their hands. I am a Catholic, sir. I go to St. Patrick's sometimes, or I go to Gordon Street Church. I don't care which I go to. It's all the same to me. But I haven't been to church for months. I've nothing to charge myself with, and indeed I haven't been to confession for some year. Tradespeople are very kind, indeed they are. Yes, I think I'll go to Kinta Hop picking, and as for my crossing, I'll leave it, sir, just as it is. 
I go five miles beyond Maidstone. I worked fifteen years at Mr. Blank. He was a pole-puller and binsman in the hop-ground. I've not been down there since the year before last. I was too poorly after that accident. We make about eighteen pence, two shillings or one shilling, cordin as the hops is good. No lodging nor fire to pay, and we get plenty of good milk chape there. I manage then to save a little money to help us in the winter. I live in Blank Street, Seven Dials, but I'm going to leave my son. We can't agree. We live in the two-pair back. I pay nothing a week, only bring home every halfpenny to help them. Sometimes I spend a penny or tuppence out on myself. My son is doing very badly. He sells fruit in the streets, but he's never been used to it before, and he has pains in his limbs with so much walking. He has no connection, and with the strawberries now, he's forced to walk about of a night as well as a day, for they won't keep till the morning. They all go mouldy and bad. My son has been used to the brick lane, sir. He can lit in a stove or a copper, or do a bit of plaster or lath or the like. His wife is a very just, clean, sober woman, and he has got three good childer. There is Catherine, who is named after me. She is nearly five. Ellen, two years and six months, named after her mother. And Margaret, the baby, six months old. And she is called after my daughter, who is did. 4. The Occasional Crossing Sweepers The Sunday Crossing Sweeper I'm a Sunday Crossing Sweeper, said an oyster stallkeeper, in answer to my inquiries. I mean by that, I only sweep a crossing on a Sunday. I pitch in the Lorimer Road, Newington, with a few oysters on weekdays, and I does jobs for the people about there, such as cleaning a few knives and forks, or shoes and boots and windows. I've been in the habit of sweeping a crossing about four or five years. I never knowed my father. He died when I was a baby. He was a interpreter and spoke seven different languages. My father used to go with Bonaparte's army and used to interpret for him. He died in the south of France. I had a brother, but he died quite a child, and my mother supported me and a sister by being cook in a gentleman's family. We was put out to nurse. My mother couldn't afford to put me to school, and so I can't read nor write. I'm forty-one years old. The first work I ever did was being boy at a pork butcher's. I used to take out the meat what was ordered. At last my master got broke up, and I was discharged from my place, and I took to selling a few sprats. I had no thoughts of taking to a crossing then. I was ten year old. I remember I gave two shillings for a shallow. That's a flat basket with two handles. They put them atop of well baskets, them as can carry a good load. A well basket's almost like a coffin. It's a long and like a shallow, only it's a good deal deeper, about as deep as a washing tub. I done very fair with my sprats till they got dear and come up very small. So then I was obliged to get a few place, and then I got a few baked taters and sold them. I hadn't money enough to buy a tin. I could have got one for eight shillings, so I put em in a cross-handle basket and carried em round the streets and into public houses and cried, Bake taters, all hot! I used only to do this of a night, and it brought me about four or five shillings a week. I used to fill up the day by going round to gentlemen's houses where I was known to run for errands and clean knives and boots, and that brought me such a thing as four shillings a week more altogether. I never had no idea then of sweeping a crossing of a Sunday, but at last I was obliged to push to it. I kept on like this for many years, and at last a gentleman named Mr. Jackson promised to buy me a tin, but he died. My mother went blind through a blight. That was the cause of my first going out to work, and so I had to keep her. But I didn't mind that. I thought it was my duty so to do. About ten years ago, I got married. My wife used to go out washing and ironing. 
I thought two of us would get on better than one, and she didn't mind helping me to keep my mother, for I was determined my mother shouldn't go into the workhouse so long as I could help it. A year or two after I got married, I found I must do something more to help to keep home, and then I first thought of sweeping a crossing on Sundays, so I bought a heath broom for tuppence halfpenny, and I pitched again the Canterbury Arms, Kennington. It was between a baker's shop and a public house and butcher's. They told me they'd all give me something if I'd sweep the crossing regular. The best places is in front of chapels and churches, cause you can take more money in front of a church or a chapel than what you can in a private road, cause they look at it more. And a good many thinks, when you sweeps in front of a public house, that you go and spend your money inside in waste. The first Sunday I went at it, I took eighteen pence. I began at nine o'clock in the morning and stopped till four in the afternoon. The publican give fourpence, and the baker sixpence, and the butcher threepence, so that altogether I got above a half-crown. I stopped at this crossing a year, and I always knocked up about two shillings or a half-crown on the Sunday. I very seldom got anything from the ladies. It was most all give by the gentlemen. Little children used sometimes to give me halfpence, but it was when their father give it to them. The little children liked to do that sort of thing. The way I come to leave this crossing was this here. The road was being repaired, and they shot down a lot of stones, so then I couldn't sweep no crossing. I looked out for another place, and I went opposite the Duke of Sutherland's public house in the Lorrimore Road. I swept there one Sunday, and I got about one and sixpence. While I was sweeping this crossing, a gentleman comes up to me, and he asks me if I ever goes to chapel or church, and I tells him, yes, I goes to church what I'd been brought up to, and then he says, you let me see you at St. Michael's Church, Brixton, and I'll courage you, and you'll do better if you come up and sweep in front there of a Sunday, instead of where you are. You'll be sure to get more money, and be better couraged. It don't matter what you do, he says, as long as it brings you in an honest crust. Anything's better than thieving. And then the gent gives me sixpence and goes away. As soon as he'd gone, I started off to his church, and got there just after the people was all in. I left my room in the churchyard. When I got inside the church, I could see him a-sittin' just agin the communion table. So I walks to the free seats, and sits down right close agin the communion table myself, for his pew was on my right, and he saw me directly, and looked and smiled at me. As he was coming out of the church, he says, says he, As long as I live, if you comes here on a Sunday regular, I shall always courage you. The next Sunday I went up to the church and swept the crossing, and he sees me there, but he didn't give me nothing till the church was over, and then he gave me a shilling and the other people give me about one and sixpence, so I got about two and sixpence altogether, and I thought that was a good beginning. The next Sunday the gentleman was ill, but he didn't forget me. He sent me sixpence by his servant, and I got from the other people about two shillings more. I never see that gentleman after, for he died on the Saturday. His wife sent for me on the Sunday. She was ill abed, and I see one of the daughters, and she gave me sixpence, and said I was to be there on Monday morning. I went on the Monday, and the lady was much worse, and I see the daughter again. She gave me a couple of shirts, and told me to come on the Friday, and when I went on that day, I found the old lady was dead. The daughter gave me a coat and trousers and waistcoat. After the daughters had buried the father and mother, they moved. I kept on sweeping at the church, till at last things got so bad that I come away, for nobody give me nothing. The houses about there was so damp that people wouldn't live in them. So then I come up into Lorimore Road, and there I've been ever since. I don't get on wonderful well there. Sometimes I don't get above sixpence all day, but it's mostly a shilling or so. The most I've took is about one and sixpence. The reason why I stop there is because I'm known there, you see. 
I stands there all the week selling hysters, and the people about there give me a good many jobs. Besides, the road is rather bad there, and they like to have a clean crossing of a Sunday. I don't get any more money in the winter, though it's muddier, than I do in the summer. The reason is, cause there isn't so many people stirring about in the winter as there is in the summer. One broom will carry me over three Sundays, and I gives tuppence halfpenny a piece for him. Sometimes the people bring me out at my crossing, especially in cold weather, a mug of hot tea and some bread and butter, or a bit of meat. I don't know any other crossing sweeper. I never associates with nobody. I always keeps my own counsel, and likes my own company the best. My wife's been dead five months, and my mother six months, but I've got a little boy seven year old. He stops at school all day till I go home at night, and then I fetches him home. I mean to do something better with him than give him a broom. A good many people would set him on a crossing, but I mean to keep him at school. I want to see him read and write well, because he'll suit for a place then. There's some art in sweeping a crossing even. That is, you mustn't sweep too hard, cause if you do, you wears a hole right in the road, and then the water hangs in it. It's the same as sweeping a path. If you sweeps too hard, you wears up the stones. To do it properly, you must put the end of the broom handle in the palm of your right hand, and lay hold of it with your left. Your left, about halfway down. Then you takes half your crossing, and sweeps on one side, till you gets over the road. Then you turns round and comes back doing the other half. Some people holds the broom before em and keeps swaying it backwards and forwards to sweep the width of the crossing all in one stroke. But that ain't such a good plan, cause you're apt to splash people that's coming by. And besides, it wears the road in holes and wears out the broom so quick. I always use my broom steady. I never splash nobody. I never tried myself, but I've seen some crossing sweepers as could do all manner of things in mud, such as diamonds and stars and the moon and letters of the alphabet. And once in Oxford Street, I see our saviour on his cross in mud, and it was done well too. The figure wasn't done with the broom, it was done with a pointed piece of stick. It was a boy's I seen doing it, about fifteen. He didn't seem to take much money while I was a-looking at him. I don't think I should a took to crossing sweeping if I hadn't got married. But when I'd got a couple of children, for I've had a girl die, if she'd lived, she'd have been eight years old now. I found I must do a something, and so I took to the broom. End of section 90